You are now listening to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. With your hosts, Creech and John. Welcome to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I'm John. And I'm Creech. So, uh, today is a fun one. It's been a long time since we got to talk about an MCU show or movie or anything. Yeah, it's... uh, Sorry, trying to clear my throat. It's been at least a month, correct? Yeah. Yep. One month, and... It has been a long month. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um... What's happened within this last month, Andrew? In our personal lives, not just within the MCU and such. Okay. In our personal lives, let's see. I moved to Ohio so I could start working at Cedar Point, which has been yeah. really good. But I'm really, really tired all the time. But it's great, and I love it all. And I lost my voice. So if my voice sounds... It sounds like it. If my voice sounds very deep, it's because I've just grown a lot older. Um, no. My voice has been perpetually gone. Yeah, I finally hit puberty. It's gonna take until I turn twenty-four, but you know, that's okay. Um, but yeah, I did that, and right now, actually, I'm in Virginia. Um, I'm currently doing a crazy long roller coaster road trip with a friend. Um, so I'm recording this in a Holiday Inn Express. With, while I'm on a big trip with like. 35 other roller coaster nerds. They're all sleeping, but I'm doing this podcast right now. Yeah. Holiday Inn Express. Mm, mm, the mm. best place to, uh. Wait, you had something for this? They burnt my tongue. <laughs> oh. I was going to try to do a fake ad. Mm. I mean, I can run up to the front desk and see if we can get sponsored. No, we can't. I don't think they can give us sponsorships. Doubt it, yeah. Um, well, over in my personal life, um, <clears throat> not much has changed. I, I guess I have a girlfriend now. That's exciting. What do you mean you uh, guess? I mean, I have a girlfriend now, but I don't know if I talked about it on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Oh yeah, I'm going back into the office at work, which is going back to the office at work. Yeah. But you don't want to hear about our boring lives. We want to talk about the exciting new second chance life that Loki has in the MCU. I don't know if Second Chance Life is even... Well, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah, Loki is dead. Confirmed by, you know, like the last ten minutes of the episode. And, you know, we see End of File. Everyone kind of sees that. And it's just like, wow. He is dead. Yeah, so... The, the, the 
first thing that I like about Loki is they're not letting us guess who the bad guy is. There's no mystery behind that, which I, I'm glad they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Because WandaVision, who's Agatha? That was the big thing. Who's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Is it Mephisto? No, it was not. In fact, I just I read an article recently that said that the showrunners, other than um, uh, Kevin Feige, the showrunners had no idea who Mephisto was until the internet started complaining about Mephisto. Yep. Um, in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we had this question, this eerie question over us. Who is the power broker? Um, so I just want to point out to you something that's really funny. Um, yeah? My friend Michael Oman was doing this trip with me. And we listened to the first episode of the podcast that we've done while we were doing our road trip. And uh, when we started talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a much more, like, cut-and-dry type TV show, very much to the point, blah, 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 blah. Um, and one thing, I think it was you that said it. You are like, there's going to be no, like, oh, Sharon Carter's Mephisto, whoa. Um, yeah. And I thought it was <laughs> hilarious when I heard that because I was like, wow. There literally was a, who's the power broker? Who is Sharon Carter, even? So. Yeah, um. We, here though, with Loki, we don't have that. We know Loki is trying to find bad variant Loki. (laughs) So, I guess this pops my first question. Yeah? Okay, so there's the sacred timeline. Yep. Which is only there because of the multiverse war. Mm-hmm. So we have the sacred timeline, and that's what's trying to be preserved. Right. Um, so is the bad variant Loki mm-hmm. doing those things in the sacred timeline? So... Here's how I understood it. Bad variant Loki has a time machine. He is going through the sacred timeline, trying to veer it off its course. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to create new multiverses. Um, which, luckily, the, um, well, the TVA is trying to stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, because they only want this one multiverse it's nice it's easy it makes sense yeah I have a question for you Andrew I've got an answer do you think the multiverse war has already happened what do you um No. That's my answer too. I think I think we are going to actually see a 
the multiverse war happen in phase four. I think mm -hmm. this entire... I think what's going to happen... Um, I'm going to do wild predictions. Because I think... Um, think right now I, I, I want to just talk about what I think is going to happen. Okay, so... <laughs> did they come out and say Loki leads into Multiverse of Madness? Multiverse of Madness? They, they did say it, but then they, they haven't said it since. The thing that they, the thing that's interesting though is, in order for a multiverse of madness to happen, the TVA can't exist. Mm -hmm. So the TVA is going to be destroyed in Loki, yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. So you think Loki's gonna end bad? I did not say that. Oh. I think that Loki, because I believe Hold they on, said sorry. that Loki, not the person, the TV series. I didn't say that either. <laughs> well, well um, I think it is, but yeah. the The story is going to conclude. We're going to get a sense of um, of acceptance. I think the TVA will be destroyed. And I think Loki and um, Mobius are going to find a spot in the sacred timeline to kind of sit back and relax for a little bit. Okay. So, I think that's very plausible. I don't really have any other theories as to how... I think it's just going to end. The way the way that that sounds is I feel like that is a bad ending. Not in terms of like poorly written or something, but like terms of like they didn't Heroes win. They didn't fully complete the task that they wanted like the initial task that is at hand and like obviously the plot line of the entire series from a major point seems to be at this moment using this variant Loki to capture and um, stop the other variant Loki. Right? See, that's... And I think this is where Marvel's going to do their thingy. Where they, they kind of flip the script on us, on, in a sense. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I think the Lokis are going to meet in like episode three um our lo our tva loki is going to meet rogue loki mm -hmm. rogue loki is going to explain why he's doing this and then mobius and loki are going to be like wow that's a good reason we need to actually create the multiverse again um, Interesting. And then someone in the TVA, probably that um, girl, I forget her name, who didn't like Loki and wanted to uh, reset him. Mm -hmm. um, but she's going to then uh, reset Bad Variant Loki, and then the rest of the show is going to be 
about Loki and Mobius trying to dismantle TVA from the inside. And then it ends with TVA being destroyed. They're, um, I don't know, probably like a couple months after the events of Endgame. And they're, they're, they are like, we have to just wait and see now. We, we just watch the timeline go by and see what happens. And that's when Multiverse of Madness will kick in. Gotcha. Yeah, I really don't have... My biggest, like, I guess, theory of it. I don't really know. The, the only thing I can think of is... Maybe the Lokis are going to meet. And... Not as bad Loki is going to join forces with bad Loki. And not as bad Loki is going to betray bad Loki. Hmm. But... I don't know. I mean... I don't think... TVA is going to be destroyed entirely. I think it'll be damaged, but I don't know if... Destroyed and gone is necessarily... And again, to our listeners, this is as someone who hasn't read the comics or really cares or knows much about it. I don't know anything about TVA. Um, well, from the comics perspective and then in that case like I don't think TVA has to be destroyed in order for the multiverses to exist like TVA could be they trying could to change they could be yeah, trying they... to stop it and like once you know they were saying like at uh, this timeline's approaching the red line or something and obviously they just reset and left but like what happens if they don't reset a timeline obviously like in time, I think that one like be go like goes rogue and they might not be able to get it back without the help of the timekeepers. So I think what's gonna end up happening is this gets into um where we get multi multiverses and that's where Doctor Strange comes in. Is Doctor Strange um has to help and work with the timekeepers. Um That's my thought, but also isn't Scarlet Witch supposed to be in that movie? So, like, yeah. you know, I don't know where she falls into this. I don't know. Here's my thinking with uh, the, um, the, the shows and the movies, at least at this point. Because Marvel's t- doing an experiment in Phase 4, at least in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They want to see the reception of the shows and my thinking with the shows is that while they affect the MCU you don't need to watch the shows to understand who understand the movies mm-hmm. yeah we talked so about that. I don't yeah yeah and that that's obviously going to change um, with the Marvels, because it's going to have Photon and uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, sorry, Spectrum and Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. um, as well as Captain Marvel. So that'll be a moment where we have 
the MCU show jumping into a movie, and you kind of really need to watch those shows to understand who these people are. Yeah, definitely. But for this, for this multiverse threadline, I think when we get to Doctor Strange, there will be quips and hints of, oh, this is from that other show. But it's never going to be, you need to watch this show to understand what's happening. Because that alienates part of Marvel's audience. Yeah, that's fair. This is going to change, though. I, I definitely, with, like, some, like, Miss Marvel and other shows, going forward, it'll be, it, it might be, like, you know, I don't want to say necessary, but, like, you're going to need to at least read the cliff notes of what happened in the show. Yeah, for sure. Um... So let's uh let's go talk about uh the characters and the acting and just the fantasticness. Oh hi Gwen Stacy. Did you come to say hi to everyone? <laughs> the first thing I guess I noticed um the voice of the waffle. Mm-hmm. The Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. I thought that was Dolly Parton. Mm, I don't nope. think it is, and I never looked it up. Her, Tara Strong, I believe. Cool. Um, but so, I guess all of Loki's, like, when he gets caught by the TVA, all of that, like, obviously some of it was already released in teasers. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Like, just getting to see... Tom Hiddleston act and like the comedic value of that entire like 10 minutes was fantastic and like honestly this is the probably the funniest episode we've gotten of any series or of any of the series Um, funniest and weirdest I would say I would put it in weirder than WandaVision WandaVision was a great concept and the the times that they got to do, like, the weird stuff, that was great. And WandaVision unraveled in a very good way because, like, you know, we had questions. And then you get to, what is it, episode three or four? Where it's like, Darcy is asking those questions. And, you know, yeah. we're, we're kind of like, okay, the audience is in the same page as some of the people in the MCU. And it just gives us the very, like, immersive feeling because you're feeling the same feelings as other people in MCU. And this, we're kind of just, like, sitting here like, what is happening? Like, what can happen from this? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting in a good way. Um... Tom Hiddleston is was fantastic. The moments where he shined, I think, were his couple minutes alone watching his history. Mm-hmm. 
watching his himself die and come to terms with this journey that he is supposedly supposed to go on according to the sacred timeline um he was fantastic owen wilson who played uh mobius yeah jebediah oh yeah he from um <laughs> in the museum i was like jebediah because my first thoughts when you said jebediah was um Kerbal Space Program. Um, I don't know if you've ever played that. <laughs> no, I've not. You build a spaceship. I do know that. I know how the game works, but I don't know a Jebediah in that game. There's um, the, the astronauts. The, the, the starter astronaut you get, his name is Jebediah Kerbal. Mm. And he is... It, it's just fun. He's a fun guy. Anyway, Wanda or Loki. <laughs> uh, you're you're saying about Jebediah? Yeah. So Tom or Owen Wilson, um, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, he's definitely one of my favorite actors. Just very comedic, like has like a southern accent in all of his parts, and like you know they usually give him roles where. They are like he gets used that southern accent, um, but I think he did a really good job, you know, really putting the pressure on to Tom Hiddleston with like the interview scenes and just oh, like yeah. it being very, you know, trying to get the answers out of him without asking the direct question and revealing the big reveal at the end that they're looking for Loki which mind you when did you know that the that variant was Loki as soon as the child pointed up at the devil in, in that one timeline mm -hmm. I was like oh they're chasing Loki yeah I had his horns I had thought there I was I was suspicious I was like oh it could be Loki and then when wait no I was I knew it was there because they were talking about the stab wounds mm -hmm. and that's oh I missed that yeah I missed the stab wounds part. yeah so they were talking about the stab wounds and that um, he was able to like not be seen um, so yeah that's how I knew it was him Okay, that's when I yeah. when I was pretty sure it was him. Um, the other thought I had when they pointed up at the devil, yeah. I thought was, "Oh man, we got Mephisto, baby!" I'm I really I haven't checked Reddit or anything, but I bet so many people believed that it was Mephisto the second they saw that. Um, I I did check Reddit. Um, some people were like. Joking, they're like, "Oh, look at Mephisto!" But everyone, like, mm -hmm. I, everyone's like singing the praises of Loki right now. Yeah. Part of that is recency bias, um, which our show is really good at doing that, having recency bias because we've watched the show in like the past day or two. Mm -hmm. Um. 
but you know, so is social media. Social media loves that recency bias. Um, one day we should have a show, Andrew, where we look back at other MCU movies and talk about how they stand up now. I think that'd be good. After, yeah. Um, the, I do have a question for you. Yes. Do you think there's a higher being beyond Loki that is the reasoning behind him doing whatever he's doing? You mean like a god? Uh, a god. Big G? A, y- not, y- not Loki, small G. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it, I... something, something like Mephisto, something like... Um, Oh, so you mean like a celestial? Yeah, or... a celestial, like something that something basically... stronger than a celestial. Because there are those beings like eternity, mm-hmm. infinity. Um... Well, so here's here's my reasoning. We where we left off in terms of the timeline. Um, Loki, like present day Loki, that moves over. He was working under. Um, his name Cree Angry Boy Thanos No, I th- was he working directly under Thanos I thought he was working under Ronan no, Ronan. He wasn't working under- no he wasn't working under Ronan he was directly under Thanos he was one of the children of Thanos really Um. at that point yes even though they hadn't decided that they were the children of Thanos um, I the only reason like, I'm like the Black Order kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the reason I'm like kind of shocked by that is because, like, when Loki and Thanos meet in Infinity War, it seems very like off. Like, like it doesn't. It seems like their first time meeting in person. No, they they. It, maybe, it did not feel like that to me. Okay, maybe I just need to rewatch, of like the the first Avengers movie, and kind of watch. Or just watch Loki again and see that first interaction. Well, I mean, no, um, no, just like watching that to like follow Loki as a character, and like his portrayal of like all of his connections with things. Because I mean, you don't really watch that movie thinking, okay, I'm gonna see exactly who Loki interacts with this, this. Like, really hyper-analyzing it and understanding right. those things, you know? And, like, looking for those minute, like, facial expressions and things that would denote, like, ah, yes, this is not a first interaction type thing. Yeah, I, I'm i pretty sure that Loki and Thanos have met before. Mm-hmm. Like, 96% sure. Okay. Um... Mostly because, one, you, I mean, Loki's very, like, I, I want to, you know, oh, let me take you to, uh, Earth. I know it pretty well. Experience is experience. He's talking about, yeah, as himself, right? This trickster, cunning guy, um, the fear that he has in his eyes that we see in, in that entire show or not show but that scene mm. uh, on the the ship 
That's fair because he has... Because Thanos has an Infinity Stone. Not fear like, oh man, I've just met you for the first time and you are way stronger than I thought you would be. But it's more, he realizes, oh crap, Thanos is going to be able to start doing these things. And that's why It's he, happening. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <sighs> Speaking of Infinity Stones. Yes. How cool did you think it was when we saw that whole, you know, drawer of infinity <laughs> stones and they're just worthless rocks? So I, I had a feeling something like this would happen. Yeah, oh, um, definitely. Part, but it does raise a question. So I think going to I get comic-y what, here. I think, I think I know where you're going, but I might be wrong. So... In the comics, an Infinity Stone cannot work outside of its universe, outside of its multiverse. Mm-hmm. The Avengers go back in time, creating new multiverses, right? They, they are supposed to happen, but the variations aren't. Mm-hmm. They bring their stones back. Why do their stones work in the new sacred timeline timeline? So I think I think they just kind of brushed off that thing and said, no, that's not yep. how it works. But I think the TVA, because, I mean, Loki's magic doesn't work. I think that the TVA exists outside time. Right. Like, the TVA is literally... They're a constant in time. Like... It, outside of the timeline yes so with that that's why the infinity stones don't work because the infinity stones keep the balance of you know space time blah, blah 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 they keep order but tva also works on like with that and somewhat i don't want to say on top of but they work in a way pocket is, dimension yeah they, they work in a way that is with the infinity Infinity Stones to keep the sacred type timeline sacred. Alright. Follow up question. I'm just trying to see what you can pull out of your butt here. Um, they reset the timeline where Loki um, gets his Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Um, where does Steve go? So, here's, here's my thought. They reset mm-hmm. that timeline. They knew that they couldn't reset that timeline until Steve and until everybody from the Avengers had left. Like obviously, like they're the TVA knows everything that's happening, and obviously, I guess they were technically on a non like they were in a timeline that wasn't the sacred timeline. Because I like I in. From how I'm understanding this, there are timelines that exist that aren't the sacred timelines, they, but they're existing. There parallel. were. There exi- Well, we have the sacred timeline, but there's timelines that are existing parallel with the sacred timeline. Like I don't think this. Like especially when you see like the sacred timeline like visual thing, it's not one thing. There are multiple little things. So what I'm thinking is. The sacred timeline is actually just multiple of the exact same thing happening again and again. Because we kind of hear that 
um, when they're going through Loki's like life he talks about how like you do that again and again and again and again because I think there's multiple timelines within the sacred time does that make sense yes and no okay um so, so because I, I think when they were talking about like Loki again and again and again um failing and being a a tool for others to reach their truer potential I think that was more so about his life and what his purpose has been. Mm-hmm. Not so much, man, every time we look at your, your uh, timeline, boy, regardless of what you do, you always again and again are doing stuff to make other people look better and you just suck. Yeah. Like, that, that wasn't the point of it. It was to say, in your life, what we can watch over and over... There, every moment that you do something villainous, it is because, or it ends up being the thing that shows off a greater potential to an adversary, and they will beat you, always. Yeah, and and I, I agree with all of that, but my reasoning behind what I'm saying is because if there's only one sacred timeline they would not have been able to travel through time because they even like they they jumped to an alternate timeline yes that means there are more there's more than one timeline that exists but like it has to be the sacred timeline because even the tva said like no they were supposed to do that yeah okay and so I, I get that. yeah so so there's like multiple timelines within the sacred timeline and it's just keeping all of those timelines balanced so we don't get, you know, variant timelines. Yeah. I think... So, I'm, I've got another uh, prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hold on. We still... Let's get back to this. Okay. Like, we still haven't answered your question. It was what happened to Steve. So, they didn't reset the time. Re- reset They that. didn't reset all of it. They, well, yeah. they didn't reset that timeline. And we still don't even know exactly what resetting the timeline means. They did reset the timeline. But, well, we don't know what it... We, we saw it happen, but we don't know what that fully entails. We don't know how far back it resets. We don't really know what resetting somebody means if it's like they go back into their timeline just where they were without any recollection of the thing that they did wrong and that they're going to, you know, do the right thing that time. Like, I think at some point they're going to show us exactly what when resetting a timeline where it goes back to and how that all kind of follows out you know man i just hand waved that i was like oh it just goes back to the point of deviation okay see i thought that's that's what i assumed i thought your your question had basically been like okay where does steve go to because obviously they have to bring back the other two infinity stones into that timeline other one i thought there's only one. No, the se- the scepter. The scepter is the one. The time stone. Oh yeah, you're right. The time stone. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had like remembered that one since you know this whole thing we've been talking about is um, I don't know, just a little word. It's got four letters. Starts with a T and ends with I'm. Andrew, now is not a time <laughs> to be talking about baking. Alright, time is a good ingredient. Oh, 
You don't use time in baking. Not how you bake, I guess. Oh my god. I <laughs> don't want to eat whatever cake you put time into. And I mean both versions of time. It's an infinity <laughs> cake! Jesus. Anyways. It's got a lot of space. And before John gets too carried away with his bad joke. Um, <laughs> yes, please do. I think... You know, obviously he has to, like, go back. I think we're going to kind of see, like, I think that whole, like, Steve bringing back the Infinity Stones is, like, we're not going to see that, but, like, this whole series will kind of resolve through that, like, through Loki, the variant, the not-so-bad variant, the the pussycat variant, if you will. Um, he is, like, we're going to see him kind of be like the the how seeing how the whole resetting and everything like that works um but yeah yeah that answers um, your question it does um next question for you this is an easy yes or no no have you wait what is it have you seen the good place uh, I think I've seen two seasons. Okay. So, you know that um, the guy at the desk is Pillboy from The Good Place. Yes. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> he, his comedic timing, being oblivious to everything. What's he a was fish? Fantastic. What's a fish? What's a fish? And then five minutes later in this I episode. just want to know I just want to know what a fish is before I comply w with your threat. <laughs> it's gonna hurt really bad. I comply, I comply. <laughs> and then he goes it was the the best part of the whole bit was like five minutes later in the episode, he's like talking to his friend. He's like he, or was he talking to his friend? Or he was, was talking to the security people. yeah, and it, he was just like he was gonna turn me into a fish. And I'm just laughing my butt off because we remember that Loki turned Thor into a snake. And, yep. like, Loki wasn't going to turn him into a fish. You know, he was going to, you know, take his guts out like a fish. But I just yep. thought it was hilarious. He was fantastic. Um, like, he, I don't want to say he's the underrated gem because I think everyone loves him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he is... That actor did such a great job knowing, like, how to be oblivious and be like, oh, yeah, 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 Infinity Stones, I got, like, dozens of them. Everyone's got them. They're paperweights. Yeah. Um, so, on to the Infinity Stone thing. Do yeah. you think Loki could take the Infinity Stones from there and put them in a timeline and they would work? No. I Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Can I, can I, can I, can I? Sure. Yes! Okay, so in the comics, they explain this very well. Uh, Reed Richards explains it. Loki actually explains it in a different one, too. I think it had TVA in it. But Infinity Stones cannot work outside of their multiverse. So, uh, for example, let's say we go from our MCU universe to the comic multiverse, mm -hmm. right? I'm Thanos. I have all the stones. I want to do my snap, but I want to 
do it for all multiverse. So I'm going to snap here. All right, let me walk to uh, uh, 616. That's the comic universe, the, the main comic universe. I go in, I snap, nothing would happen because the infinity stones are attuned. They are synced up with that universe. Which makes sense as to why the Avengers could take him from the other unit, like the other timelines, and it worked because that's still part of their multiverse within the um, the sacred timeline. But it's not yes. a problem with um, like changing multiverses or like changing universes. They're still working within that timeline. Yes. Right. Like you said, that that timeline has jumps and small holes where it kind of resolves itself. It's a loop. Um, and it's when a deviation happens with, like, Loki grabbing the um, thing that we get this sense of, oh, never mind. Uh, this Infinity Stone won't work now. Um... Plus, TVA exists outside of the sacred timeline, outside of that universe, which is why the Infinity Stones don't work. Makes sense. Okay. It would be funny, though, just conceptually, for the Time Stone to work there. I was thinking about that, too, but, like... When, when they had, like, the little little time dial thing, I kind of realized, like, eh, they essentially have everything they would need for, like, they're essentially fueled by the time stone. Not, like, actually, but, like, they essentially can do anything the time stone could do at a smaller level. Mm, yes and no, because one thing that the time stone can actually do is reverse time. We saw it in Doctor Strange. Um, after the fight with Dormammu, first of all, they paused time, well, so the entire universe went on pause for a quick second, my then he reversed it. <laughs> the, the thing is, I don't think time exists in the TVA, like, because they're, like, existing beyond time, like, and that's, mm. that's why the Infinity Stones don't work there, because they're existing beyond time, space, and everything. Uh, I, on, on top of, you know, obviously the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, I, I don't know how... I, it, I see, like, the timeline as a line, and then there's a... There is a... Another circle that just is outside of that timeline. It's just a circle. And it might have its own timeline, right? Otherwise... What are we watching, really? Yeah. Yep. Even though time is just a construct that we've created to help explain and define how how long a day is, how much, how, why things grow, why everything, <laughs> um, they still have a sense of time. Because there was a moment where Loki did not go to the TVA, right? Yes. We know that moment. 
he, we see the moment he gets picked up by the TVA. Mm-hmm. They have their own sense of time. But it's just outside of the MCU timeline. They can view that entire timeline as a book. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, I don't know, because they get the alert that, you know, they need to like, go fix a timeline. And it's not like they can just wait. Yeah. So, I think we have, like, all the timelines going forward. And they're existing at different moments. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, we could be at, you know... Time travel's screwy, you know? Yeah. I think we're going to get more answers as the series goes on as to how all of this works. But, like, we, you know, we saw that there's a 1500, there's an... And there's a 2012, like, happening at the exact same time on two different timeline variants. Right. Or Loki, like, evil variant Loki is able to, like, it could all be on the same timeline. And evil variant Loki is just jumping between different points and TVA is able to go and, you know, stop it. Well... And I think what's hap- what what's interesting is when you're jumping from one point in time to another point in time, I think that has that then follows TVA timeline. That yeah. jump. Because you go outside of the time to go back inside of time. Yeah. And they're outside of time. I don't know. It's all really... It's 8.20. I haven't had my coffee yet. Why are we talking about stuff like this? Well, because I've got to go to an amusement park later today. Yeah. Okay. So. Let me think. Ah. Do you remember in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yeah. Yeah. We we saw the three beings and we assumed those were the watchers. Hold up, three beings. What point? With um Stanley. Those were the watchers. Are the watchers different than the time the timekeepers? Yes. Um the watchers are entities, very powerful entities that exist inside of the timeline, right? Uh-huh. They think of them like a humanoid or a human. They have a life expectancy. They're powerful, but all they do is watch. There is one watcher for Earth to watch the events of the Avengers and all that, and he lives on the moon. <laughs> the timekeepers, from what I'm understanding, so please yell at me and tell me I'm wrong um timekeepers are powerful beings almost like the celestials um that can create life create a new pocket multiverse outside of time which is how they created the TVA they created the people that work in the TVA um, and they 
have powered and generated the um, the equipment needed to keep time in order. So they're not watchers. They are celestial beings. Mm-hmm. Watchers is like a race. Gotcha. Whereas celestial is a generic term for anyone that is as old as time, more or less. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, um, before we, we close off the episode, because I have a feeling we're getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the Eternals trailer. Haven't seen it. We got a while. Jesus, Andrew. I've been living under a rock. I know. Okay. Never mind. I guess. I mean, we can end it here, as far as us, and I'll let you talk about it to our lovely audience. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew's gonna go away while I talk to you guys. All right. The audience. We'll catch you all, or I guess I'll catch you all next week. John Wayne will catch you all in about 15 seconds when I leave, and uh, y'all have a good one. Bye. See ya, Andrew. All right, now that he's gone, it's just you and me, generic people. You're not generic. You're wonderful. <laughs> um, So, the Eternals trailer looks fantastic it's probably going to be their oscar nominated thing because it's just that cinematic it feels different the thing i'm wondering and curious about for you the audience do you think we're going to get an understanding of thanos in relation to the eternals because in the comics he is a he is an eternal as well as a titan a person of titan let us know, send us tweets, whatever have you, and yeah, I look forward to hearing what you all have to say. Um, from me and the ghost of Andrew, um, thank you for listening to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show, and we will catch you next time.